Welcome to another episode of Insects for Dummies. I'm your host, Mitchell Logan, and today we'll be talking about a bug that spends years underground as a teenage shut-in before finally reaching maturity. You might have guessed it already, but if not, today we are talking about cicadas, the bugs that signify when we finally made it to summer, or, in my case, also signify the end of summer with Japan's well-known evening cicadas. Cicadas have two major types, the periodical and the annual. Periodical cicadas are the ones that spend at least a decade in the ground before coming up into the trees. Annual cicadas, despite the name, actually spend two to five years underground, but we hear them every year because different broods overlap each other. A brood is just the nerdy insect way of saying progeny or generation. Cicadas, as the title of this episode states, are bugs. They are actually true bugs, which means they do not have a pupil or larval stage. Instead, they just stay in the ground feeding off roots and other plant matter as nymphs until they are ready to hit the stage in our trees. Now, there are two different periodical cicadas. One is a 13-year and the other is a 17-year, which means they spend either 13 or 17 years in the ground. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly do they do underground for so long? And why do they wait so long before finally coming up? And we don't have all the answers, but what we do know is that they do not hibernate and they are actually building tunnels and feeding during this entire time. Most living things have an internal clock, known as a circadian rhythm, which is why some of us wake up earlier than normal when we know there is something important, or why some of us just naturally wake up later than others. Everyone's clock is slightly different, and the same thing happens with cicadas. Of course, it's not like this amount of time was arbitrarily given either. Many scientists believe that the periodical cicadas evolved these clocks in this way to avoid predators. I mean, think about it. If you stay hiding for long enough, you'll be forgotten about eventually. As for how they know when their time is up, that comes down to seasonal changes in the trees and the soil composition. So as seasons come and go, trees and the soil change and they can tell the difference. One thing we do know relatively certain is that cicadas will not emerge from the ground until the temperature of the soil around 8 inches below reaches around 18 degrees Celsius. This is why cicadas will emerge sooner or later depending on where you live. Sometimes we have years of the cicada, and that just means it's a year where one of the periodical cicadas is ready to surface. And that usually means there's going to be a lot of them. For example, in North America, there are 12 broods of the 17-year cicada, and one brood can have as many as 600 bugs in it. And that, of course, isn't including the annual cicadas as well. That's a lot of bugs and a lot of noise. The buzzing chorus of a cicada reaches up to 90 decibels, which is the same as a lawnmower or standing near a chainsaw. This noise is produced from timbals, which are exoskeletal structures that kind of act like cymbals. The cicada has one timbal on each side of its abdomen, and these timbals produce noise by snapping together and pulling apart like two pieces of Velcro. This snapping and unsnapping is repeated 300 to 400 times a second, 
But that's not the only incredible thing about these bugs. They also have some really interesting wings. And by that, I mean they are coated with very fine tiny spikes that actually repel water and break down soft bacteria. In recent years, we've been able to replicate that complex surface, which means we might see some nifty antibacterial surfaces in the near future. As you might expect, cicadas have some interesting folklore due to their unavoidable presence, and we're going to take a look at that next. The earliest documented cases of lore surrounding these bugs comes from China, with stone statues of the bugs dating back to 1500 BCE. The Chinese regarded these insects as a symbol of rebirth because of their transformation upon breaching the surface. Cicadas were carved out of jade and then placed on the tongues of those who died. This was so after burial, those people could break free of their deceased physical bodies and find eternal life, much like that of the jade statue placed within them. In the Hopi Native American folklore, there exists a cicada kachina, or spirit guide that aided people in their travels from the underworld, which is where we all originated from, apparently. The cicada kachina would appear in early summer slash late spring before the true cicadas made their appearance. My favorite mythology of cicadas comes from ancient Greece, where many poets and philosophers were awestruck by these bugs and used them as a muse for many written works. To the ancient Greeks, cicadas symbolized death and rebirth, but they were also a symbol of love. One story in Greek mythology is of a mortal known as Tithonus. Tithonus was a handsome man who was sought after by the goddess Aeos. Aeos knew one day that Tithonus would die and asked Zeus to make him immortal. Unfortunately, she failed to ask for eternal youth, so the man became too old and eventually could only babble. Aeos didn't have the power to take life, so she turned him into a cicada. Another story written by the philosopher Plato has a slightly different tale. The story goes that Socrates and Phaedrus were having a pleasant walk in the evening and remarking on the summery sweet song of the cicadas chorus. Socrates then goes on to state that he felt the cicadas were watching them, and how cicadas were once people too. They lived before the muses, also known as daughters of Zeus. But after the muses came into existence and created the first song, some of the people became too infatuated with singing and forgot to eat. This, of course, led to death. The muses noticed this and gifted the departed by turning them into cicadas, where they can now sing freely with no need for nourishment. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Insects for Dummies. Intro and outro music was written and produced by me, and you can find more chill music under Mitchell Logan on all streaming platforms. If you enjoyed today's episode and or are enjoying the show, please make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. It honestly helps a lot. Also, you can check out the IG page at insects number four dummies or send a listener email at insectsfordummies at gmail.com. Until then, I'll see you next week.